podcast for all mankind. Uh, it is the NASA Vending Machine. I'm Jason Snell, and I am joined by Dan Morin to talk about this week's episode of For All Mankind. Hi, Dan. Hello. Uh, everything's great in this week's episode. Nothing to see here. Mm, everything's fine. Fine. Just fine. Uh, it's the bear hug. Mm. Episode three. What does it mean? Is it the Russian bear? It's, yeah, I guess so. It might be. Well, yeah. Yeah. This uh let's let's start with Margot. Shall we start with Margot? Oh my first note, Jason says Margot's in trouble. Oh yeah. <laughs> so they put Margot in the paddy wagon. <laughs> she's she's in, yeah, in in Russia. <laughs> trouble finds you. I, I don't yeah, even know. It's, it's not good. Not uh good. uh they are uh supporting some other guy, uh uh Korzenko, I think. Fyodor Korzenko. Korzenko. Uh, so Korzenko is apparently trying to get rid of Gorbachev. And then I mentioned this last week, they had, they use footage from the 1990 mm. Soviet, uh, the attempted coup of Gorbachev. Uh, so we get Bernard Shaw and Wolf Blitzer from CNN talking about the Soviet crisis. With I was thinking that footage was real, was real good. Yeah. Artfully <laughs> like, oh, cut, they cut in Korzenko and try to make it look like SD footage, not kind of perfectly, but uh, they try to do that. But everything else in there is, is, is real. <laughs> it really happened. So just in 1990 and not in, in 2002 or whenever, but uh, pretty good. And there's no word from Moscow at, at Happy Valley either, just by the way. Complete silence. This Again, maybe if, if they were really nice, they'd be radioing um, Swan Lake up to them. <laughs> But they're not. Yeah, we're just getting Swan Lake back on every on every channel. It's not good. Yeah, it's a real waste yeah. of bandwidth, and it's and yeah. and it's not even a good Swan Lake. And we know what it means. Uh, so when we get back to uh, Margot later in the episode, she is handcuffed. She's at like a police station, and she's being interrogated by this guy who's like, "Who are you?" She says, "I'm a business consultant." Um, she has an alias, right? Margaret Reynolds. Margaret Reynolds, yeah. And she's Canadian, she says. I, I love that. It's like in the time-honored tradition of Americans going abroad and pretending they're Canadian. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I'm a business consultant. I didn't do anything. And he does the thing which is not is not true, but also not untrue, which is the, you interfered with a Soviet policeman. He was trying to make an arrest. You got in his way. She's like, I just was trying to help my friend. And he's like, ah, but we, we got you. And, and then the, that great moment, which is, hey, down at the bottom of your purse, there's this card with a number on it that you got in episode one. He says, this is from the third directorate of the KGB. And they are, that means you're working with the corrupt Gorbachev regime. Because this is obviously, these guys are on the side of whoever is trying to take over power. Um, and she's like, no, I don't know anything about it. Which is true. Like, it's like, I don't know anything. I don't, I, I don't know anything about it. And then... <laughs> In a in a really I thought great moment and also a, a sign that you were not in a good place, uh, shots are heard from outside somewhere in the police station, uh, and the guy hears the shots and then he finally goes out there and he looks down the hall and then eventually basically closes the unlocks the door on Margot and then you hear more shots and more yelling and stuff and it's like, you know, what's worse than being handcuffed and and interrogated at a Soviet police station? I think it's that there's a coup going on and people are shooting at each other outside. Mid-coup is is a bad time to be locked up. Yeah. Yeah. My notes just say all hell breaks loose. Uh, You know, I'll I'll give credit to Margo. She's fine. She looks chill. She looks pretty chill (laughs) about all of this, weirdly. (laughs) So, 
Yeah. So when we get back to her, she gets a new visitor, and it's Colonel Karnikov. Um, and he says, "What the? It's the it's the, it's, 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 it's deal with this card. It's the second it's the directorate. second directorate of the KGB, not the third. And that's that is uh, Korzenko, who is the one who is behind all this, and." And the the colonel is there, and also her interrogator, the cop, or, or another guy, or whatever. And he uh, he he shoots, he blows that guy's brains out. <laughs> yep, not uh, not great. Don't be an interrogator. N- being interrogated, it never ends well. No, during a coup, especially yeah. blood goes all over. Uh, Margot stays there for the rest of the episode. It's quite a thing. And then he begins interrogating her. Like you thought, you thought it was over, but no. Tell mm-hmm. me, because he he is like you're not who you say you are. Um, you know, and and obviously there's a sort of like who are you, who are you, and who are you working for kind of thing going on. A lot of paranoia. Which director of the KGB is this? What's going on? And and you know, it leads to we come back and she's like hanging in the cell, and yeah, it's being that's no fun. Yeah, being interrogated. But uh, but good news, some guys. Uh, another guy comes to an- get that guy. To get that guy. And they ta- uh, and they take her down yeah. and put a burlap sack over her head and throw her in Always. a truck. Yeah, good. Well, they say goodbye and then put the bag over her head and throw her in a truck. So not. Did you notice right. here? I think she slips up. Oh yeah. She tells them to call the American. Oh, embassy. she does. She does say call yeah. the American, which which is a. I can't tell if that's a panic. Like okay, I think she's just you, trying to save her life at that point. Like she's not right. trying to pretend about who she is. She's exactly. like, I, she's, I just need to do anything I can to not do, not die here. Yeah, exactly. Because so, who knows if I, anybody who guaranteed her right, like she was guaranteed safety and a new life by the, a previous regime that is crumbling. So does she want to no. stick to her story or does she or, want to or just is it say- better to go back to the U.S. and face consequences yeah. there because at least she won't get murdered. Well, and say the truth. You know, I, I did have a moment where I wondered earlier, like she's trying to play by the rules that she's been given about what to say and what not to say. But I did wonder if she says, look, it, it, I'm actually Margot Madison. I'm a-, a a space expert who defected and they put me in a, you know, they gave me an apartment and I'm, I'm a defector. Uh, ask, ask the KGB, ask the Americans. They'll tell you who I am. Um, I'm not part of your politics, but instead she sort of like sticks with it for a while, which I kind of understand. Like, this is very much like, this is what you need to do. And she's trying to navigate in a, you know, she's got a minder and everything. She's trying to navigate it. But yeah, I think when she says the American, whatever, she has, at that point, she's just trying to save her skin. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. so she does get unloaded from the truck. Uh, and her glasses that she lost last week are placed back on her face. And it's the woman from the park. Yes, dun, dun, dun. but looking very different. She's not looking like a, a babushka, like a babushka anymore. anymore. She's no. all glamorous and professional uh, woman professional looking yeah and she says my apologize miss madden madison you're safe now follow me i want you to work for me and you pan over and there's a statue of a cosmonaut and it's star city she's back at star city but this time she's like we i want you to work for me here you're an expert i'm in charge of roscosmos now gorbachev and the army have agreed to terms so there's a question of like i assume that means something like gorbachev is going to go into exile or something and they've they've yeah, settled so the coup korjenko is president and now korjenko is president um although i wonder about that too because president was not the title that gorbachev had in our Premier. world yeah it, it, only yeltsin had it the president of russia so is 
it, you know, is it Russia? Is it going to be Russia now instead of the Soviet Union? Was that part of the thing that happened or not? We'll we'll have to see. But like, I'm head of Roscosmos, um, and Margo says you barely knew me, and the lady says I've known you for a long time, Margo. And, oh, oh, ah, uh, uh, and and then she's like, Are you coming? Let's go. And it's like, yeah, hey, lady, who's been tortured and hung up by her wrists in a in a cell, and then burlap sacked and driven somewhere. Uh, all of that stuff, and is struggling to walk. We parked at the far end of the of the of the little loop in front of the building at Star City. Um, so I'm going to just make you walk it. I had that moment where I'm like, she's struggling to walk here, lady. Could you have dropped her off at the at the front door? And the answer is, well, no, because the shot of the cosmonaut statue and Star City behind is much more impressive. This, this Uber driver gets only one uh, star, is what I'm saying. She's like limping up there. But so here we go. Margo's back in the game, whatever the game is. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, which is also interesting because, again, now as we discussed last week, like, Sooner or later, it feels like she might have to interface with the people. Yeah, you know the Soviets well, up on the uh, Mars, and, and somebody's going to find out. And she's Margo alive. doesn't think that she's a traitor, right? She she was not trying to take care of the Soviet Union. She was trying yeah, to do not. right by both sides by exchanging information, and instead, now she might be put in a position where she's actually has to like betray her country and support this new ruler of the Soviet Union. Yeah, I think that's going to be interesting. I'm interested in the coup thing, too, because um kind of curious. You know, in the past, we've seen they did, like, uh, you remember they had, like, the pre-taped, the tape conversations, right? Like, the Nixon tapes and stuff right. like that. Part of me was sitting there going, like, well, it's an Apple TV production. Al Gore is on Apple's board. Do you think they convinced Al Gore to do, like, do, like a little voiceover little for voiceover? Al Gore? Could be. <laughs> yeah. I, I would enjoy that. I think it would be funny. Could be. Uh, over, I think he'd probably do it too. Yeah. 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 And Korzenko yeah. obviously is a new actor, so they can use him because they inserted him in the footage, and that's a that's a new character. So um that's interesting. Um more yeah. more to come on what's going on there. Like the geopolitics of for all mankind. It's always a it's always going on. So yeah, there's there's yeah, it, it's complex and interesting situation, right? Because again, as we talked about last week, the situation in Russia is very different from the situation in Russia in our timeline at this point. Yeah. So we don't we don't I mean, and as Korchenko is sort of an unknown, you know, other than they say I think he's a nationalist, they say. Yeah. I um, mean he may he may be a, a Putin esque figure, but yes. we don't know. I mean, he may also yeah. be a a, uh, a Yeltsin esque figure. <laughs> uh we we just don't know what or, or something completely different. Who knows? But like it, it sounds like the idea here was these are people who are uh, who are lashing back at Gorbachev's reforms and openness and want to go back to the way it was, which is honestly that is the Putin playbook. But in this world, the Soviet Union never fell apart. They just they're like just saying we want to we want to go in a different direction, you know, backwards still. But it's a little different. But maybe not that different. I don't know. Um, yeah. No, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see where that goes. I hope they keep the Soviet Union because it's just that's just a great thing oh, about yeah. this show that you still get the Soviet flag and like oh that's it's just good stuff. I think it's a, it's a good great, imagery. Yeah, it works. It says, works really well. Yeah. I think it's a parallel universe like modern Soviet, Soviet yeah. Union, right? Um, all right. So so that's we got to keep our eye on Margot. We still don't know where Margot's going, but she's obviously going to start at Roscosmos, and 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 we'll see what happens and what why this this woman wants her, right? Like what? Well, I mean, yeah, she she's been out of the game presumably for a decade. 
Right. right. I mean, she she's getting briefed, and we knew she's getting like she's got her regular obligatory meeting, briefing right? because it yeah. was in their agreement or whatever. But she she but gets. We no don't say. know how, and we don't know how much she's up to date. Right. We know right. she's brilliant and everything, but we don't sure. know how tapped in she is to what's going on because it seems like for sure her what she knows has been extremely limited. Right. Or are they going to use her because of who she is? In yeah. Or uh, to do something um, with dealing with the American program? I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, we should talk about uh, Kelly, Alita, oh, yeah. and yeah. our old buddy Dev. Oh, boy. Dev Ayasa is back. He's back. Real Dev Ayasa. He is. He is. So, so <laughs> uh, we, get a, we get a little vignette right at the beginning where Dev is on the beach, and uh, a surfer tells him that the shooting star is sending him a message, <laughs> and he says, why are you on this beach? And she calls him a fascist pig. Now, I'll point out, this is based on real stuff because there are a lot of rich people who have blocked access to public mm-hmm. beaches yeah. in California. And in California, it, everything up to the high water mark at high tide is public land. You cannot own a beach in California. So what happens is sometimes rich people will block the access, sometimes illegally blocking public access. Uh, put, they'll just put up a gate. And this happens in other places too, but I think this is California. I think that's where he is, and um, that that is what the references are here. Is he's one of these rich people who's just decided that they're going to make this public beach their own beach, and the surfer got there and he's offended by this. Calls she calls him a fascist pig, and he goes back in his man mansion. I, I will also po- point out I I immediately recognize that actress. Oh. And which makes me think they will come back. You might remember them. Uh, that's uh, Tanya Raymond, who was on Lost as Alex Rousseau, oh. Rousseau's daughter. Oh, so yeah. I'm like, that is a big name enough actress that I feel like that character is probably going to come Could back be. at some point, but Surfer. we'll see. Yeah, I, I just enjoyed the dev is like, it's my beach to lie on and sigh wistfully as yeah. I listen to the waves and, and you should go away. Uh, he's being his jerky self. Yeah, he's, he's, he's being a jerk. It's, it's dev. So Kelly and Alita are pitching. They pitched to a bunch of different companies. There's a nice montage of this. They've got their pitch down. They're looking real professional. And the montage of them pitching leads to the montage of them being rejected by everybody. <laughs> we have several other projects in this space. Uh, lots of stuff. Like they, they get the turn down. And so that then they're they're disappointed. Um, so there's a question of like, what do we do next? And the answer is, well, there's Dev. There's Dev. He's, he's got, got a money. lot of money. His company, yeah. where he's where he isn't anymore, turned us down. But he's got a lot of money. We could pitch Dev. So they go to Dev's house, and uh, it's funny because like they, they knock on the door and it just opens and he says, "Come on in." And like he's just he, he strikes me as being like kind of depressed or something. Yeah, he's super. I mean, come on, <laughs> sighing on the beach by himself, sitting right. in front of his computer just, all day. Just get in. He doesn't show up at the door. And he's like, "Hey, welcome, friends," and put on a good face. He's like, mm, "Come in." Burr, burr, burr. So guess. he says to them, "I get the impression, sort of what the other turndowns wouldn't say, which is he just puts it in in blatant terms. What's the return on the investment here?" Because and they're like, oh, but f- furthering human knowledge, and then he's like, you can't take epiphanies to the bank. Great line, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like I money, money, money. That's what it's all about. And th- this is the push and pull of of space investment in general. Is like you invest the money for money to get to make money, but at the same time, one of the pitches is, yeah, but we do this. Yeah, and a government is more likely to say, ah, yes, expanding human knowledge. A business wants profit. That's what they want. Yeah. So, so you know, I think. 
at one point I thought he was going to say, you need to recalibrate your pitch about how you're going to make me money. And then I'll say yes. But just saying, and she does a thing about biotech. It's kind of half-assed, but it's the, oh, you know, who knows what kind of biotech things we'll learn if we find new life that isn't from Earth and all that. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you can't take the epiphanies to the bank. We need that. At at which point I I really enjoyed it that Kelly says, you're full of shit. Yeah. My mom worked yeah. for you. Now you're here yeah. hiding, um, not doing any of those great ambitious things that you said you were going to do. And he says, that's because your mother betrayed me and took my company away. So and now bad. I'm sad and I live on the beach and I'm sad. <laughs> that's I enjoyed that. I, oh. I, and I enjoyed when they walk out and Kelly's like, eh, maybe I shouldn't have mentioned my mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You think? <laughs> yeah. The, uh, yeah. But it's a it's a good moment. And of course, when we cut back to Ed, guess what? Or to Dev, guess what? Dev is thinking. He's pondering. He she did shake something loose in Dev. He's he's uh he's powerlifting and feeling feeling sad. He's, he's doing bench pressing. Yeah, sad bench depre- pressing. Saddest of bench presses. Exactly. <laughs> and he's but he she'd gotten under his skin. Now he's thinking. Like he's, he's got an idea. Yeah. Maybe he's going to reengage. In fact, he is going to reengage. He's going to reengage so much that by the time they get back to Houston. <laughs> He's already there because he has a private jet and they had to presumably fly. They had to drive to LAX and then get wait for their flight to Houston. And maybe they had to change planes. I don't know. And they end up back in Houston and Dev is waiting for them there. At, um, at Kelly's house. At Kelly's house. Uh, great moment. And then, oh, Dan. So he's like, yeah, you're, I was thinking about my own father. And, you know, he just, he he got got in trouble and he gave up i was on the same path and then there's that moment where he's like you know here's the thing i have stock in helios and you have stock in helios through your mom and we can find some other investors we just you know we we don't need i don't need to invest in your project we can just buy helios and do it and that was the moment dan and i was thinking of you this whole time just like when i saw the vending machine last week where i was like Remember last year where we joked that dev's story was halfway being steve jobs's story yep well He's all the way to being Steve Jobs' story <laughs> yeah. now. Oh, oh man, and we're not even at the end part yet, which is the uh, the, the brilliant oh, yeah, but, moment. But, but this was yeah, the moment yeah. where I'm like, oh, they really are doing the Steve Jobs story. He really is yep. going to come back to the company that he founded and uh, and bring it back. Like they they over two seasons, they've done that whole arc. So the, that's the yeah. idea. Is like with my stock and your stock and the other, we have to approach some other stockholders. Did you have that moment though of being like, you know, remembering Dev from last season, and be like, "Oh man, I just don't, I don't trust him." <laughs> yeah, like immediately he was like, "Well, you know, well, I've he's... got some stock. You've got some stock." I'm like, "I don't know, man." <laughs> he 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 seemed really sad when he was weight, lifting weights. He though, did Dan. seem very sad. He did seem very sad. And and, and that always, speech about his father thinking. was good. I think that this is going to be the complexity of Dev, right? Dev's still Dev, yeah. but I do think Dev has, like Steve Jobs, has learned from his wilderness time. Um, I would say that one of the things that Steve Jobs learned and that I, Dev seems to have learned is to just be much more cutthroat. Is like, yeah, he just, yeah. I'm not gonna. That's being being nice is what got me canned. So I'm not gonna be nice anymore. But also, I think that you know you're you're looking at Dev having been reinvigorated, like he feeling like maybe he lost the plot a little bit, and yeah. that and that Kelly reminded him of like why he got into the business, and. Uh, we'll see how that lasts. I, I yeah. my read on this now is that I would predict that Dev is going to still be a pain, but that Dev is going to be better. Like There's this is something... this is good Dev now. There is something, as you said, like true to this idea of he knows himself because 
Remember, remember Dev from last season who was like, the there's no bosses here, man. I oh, just work right. at a desk like everybody yeah, else, right. and we make decisions by consensus. It's that hippy-dippy and, stuff, like Steve Jobs yeah. in the early days, yeah, right? exactly. And then he got and canned by the board, and this time he's like, I'm going to can the board. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing, right? He realizes like, oh, yeah, I do want to be in charge, so I'm just going to be in charge. That yeah. That is his his arc here, and I agree. That makes it, it's it's kind of delightful, but also like, oh, there's a bit of that last scene where you have Kelly and Aleda and you think to yourself, eh, was this a good idea? <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, well, it's the moment. We're jumping ahead and we'll jump back in a minute. But the, the moment, you know, he just shows up. He's like, I'm the CEO now. And he's like, you're, and you're all, you're all locked out. And he gets up on the stage and he is full dev at that moment, which again, Steve Jobs, right? He, he is, when he's in, in that mode where he is doing like an evangelistic kind of thing. And he says, the lesson of Prometheus was to make better wings. Or not Prometheus, of, of Icarus, Icarus was to yeah. make better wings. The lesson of Prometheus was, of course, make more fire. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, make Have better wings. Livers. And then he's just like, get out. And you in the business section, you get out. You're fired. And you're, you're fired. Like, you're and fired. That's, and you're that's cool. It. You're so, fired. So much for the, uh, we're all just uh, cool, I, man. I, I did have the moment where Kelly and Alita exchange a glance, and I my note was, yeah. "Did you guys just make a deal with the devil?" The like devil, again, it might be very effective, well, but like he maneuvered yeah. himself so, perfectly into this position. I think um, first off, Kelly is Karen's daughter, so that's interesting dynamically, right? Of like mm-hmm. keep an eye on this guy. But I also feel like they they don't have they don't have other options. And yep. I, yeah. I think it I, I really think they're going for the Steve Jobs thing where it's sort of like, yeah, he's kind of a monster, but now he's our monster. <laughs> right. Where yeah, he's like, I, now I, he's got a mission and it's a good mission that we've set him on. And maybe this is like we are he is a he is a loaded gun, but we are pointing it in the right, right direction. That's, that's exactly it. It's like you can <laughs> you can like ride the hurricane, but you gotta be real careful and gotta yes. know when to get off that ride. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's I, I guess it last last year I kinda and maybe this colors my feelings about it. Last year, Dev was a villain. Yes. I mean, he was, he, from the very beginning when he's doing the hippy-dippy stuff, and you're like, come on, what's the deal with this guy? Like, he was a villain. And I I choose, we've got that history with him, and they may be pulling a fast one here, but I, I my vibes for this season are that this is Dev's redemption arc and that he's actually a hero. Now, a difficult-to-work-with hero mm-hmm. and a real hero's are clearly Aleda and Kelly here, but that Dev is on the upswing. But we'll see. You know, he he's he, on the knife's edge. I think that's what yeah. it is. He could go either way. And I want it's. Does he learn the lessons right. from last year and right. realize maybe he needs to be, you know, both be more cutthroat, but also needs to like find something to believe in and then back that, mm-hmm. like use that power for good. I guess. Um, right. That is the interesting question. Yeah. It's great. I, I love to see it. I, I just think it's amazing that you and I talked about this whole arc for him last year. And he only did the first part. He gets deposed and he's just kind of out there. And yeah. we were debating, like, is he even going to come back? And right. like, here it is. It's exactly what we talked about. He yeah. is. He's back, baby, <laughs> at the same company well, he founded. And now he's and in charge and he's fired everyone else. This is the other interesting angle of this, right? Because Kelly and Aleda came in saying, like, we've got this project we want to do. We want to find life. Um, and... That's not all. Helios is also responsible for everything else, right? Right. Like they are responsible They're, for all their workers up there, and they're dealing with all this infrastructure and stuff. So it's yeah. going to have interplay there too. So, which is going to affect a couple it, of our other stories. It, I think we. It makes me yeah, wonder if Miles is going to end up driving a uh, a, a robot in the polar, yeah, maybe you know, regions of the of Mars or something because he's, a, I think, a Helios employee, right? So he is absolutely. 
Uh, should yeah. we uh, mention also? I think we have one other scene in there that we kind of alighted with um with Bill. Yes. Yeah, so so down so, backing up from Dev, one of the other stockholders that they approach, uh, they're like, "Oh, I I'll I'll go to this one. I know him." And it is Bill from Mission Control. As soon as she said, I'll take him, I was like, oh my God, is it Bill? It's Bill from Mission Control. In a wheelchair, presumably from the attack. bombing, yeah. Um, Uh, I was delighted, by the way, Jason, to realize, for those who have not listened uh, to our uh, member special, wherein we went back and watched episode one, season one of For All Mankind, that Bill appears in episode one, season one. He is the guy who screws something up in Mission Control, and Margot's like, oh, I know what the answer is, but then uh, you know, she gets grief for not like speaking up, essentially. But he's right. the guy in Mission Control who screws something up that Margot knows. <laughs> yeah. So, way back. Yeah, so this is a, you know, he's, he's m- making models and stuff. <laughs> he's got his own, he's got his own trauma he's dealing with, like, yeah. you know, yeah. like Aleda. Like, and that's kind of what makes this scene fun, is like, they, not only do they know each other really well, but also they have been through these experiences and so they can kind of talk frankly with each other, which Aleda has not been able to do with anybody else, really. Right. And she basically says, I was dealing with my own own stuff. That's why I didn't come to see you. And he says, uh, a very telling, I'm not mad. I wouldn't want to see me either. She's like, ouch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but And then she's like, I'm going to go, I'm going to leave NASA and I'm doing this thing with Dev and I need your, your shareholders, you know, votes on this thing. And his response is, leave NASA. This is beneath you. You should yeah. be running the mission control, um, but this is this is the point that she says is like I can't go back, right? I can't. That's why she was drifting. That's why she then had her incident. Like she can't reengage with there after the bombing, after everything that happened with Margot, um, discovering Margot was a traitor, and then Margot dies, and all that. All these things going on, and then the moment that I think was um, really great, my favorite moment in the whole episode is she says, I am not more resilient than you. Mm-hmm. Which is so good. Because he's like, oh, but you're great, and you're perfect, and you're wonderful, and you should just do this thing, and I'm a mess, but you're great. And she's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I am yeah. broken like you're broken. And I, it's just a really great moment. The smell of burning plastic, the feeling of dread, the asteroid brought it all back. You know, yeah, I like I love the the chemistry between those two actors and their relationship. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's such a great evolved and she says, relationship. Join me, and he's like, no, <laughs> but I'm you can have my back. shares. You can vote. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, no. Yeah, I like. He says he's never going I'm back. Never I, coming I, back. Yeah, I believe him. Uh, it's sad. I like the character, and I wish yeah. I would love to see them work together more. But also, I understand a hundred percent like well, where that character's and, motivation is. And I feel like that's part of what this scene is saying is. Alita knows that she's broken by that and it's changed her life and it's knocked her way off course. But in meeting with Bill, this person she has a rapport with, what she sees is when he says, I'm never coming back, like that's the contrast, right? She might think that she's knocked off course and she can't do this anymore. But the truth is she is, whether it's more resilient or not, she is in it and he's not. Right. He's like, no, I'm not having it. I'm done. And that's not how she feels. Right. So she's got to channel that energy somewhere. It's a really nice kind of contrast between them that she gets to tell him, I'm not fine. But also in seeing him, she's reminded she's got more in the game than than he does. She's still moving forward. She needs to find a way to direct this energy. Yeah. And he's, you know, 
he is also, you know, dealing with, he's like hoarding models. He's like building all these yeah. models. He also has a degree of, you know, anxiety clearly about like she she picks up one, yeah. right? And he's like, no, but no, put it back, put it back. I need to know where everything is, right? Like he's dealing with his own problems clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was an uh, just a fascinating, like the models, right, are like, it harkens to the kind of stuff that like he was working on in real life in some ways, but it's it's perfect and controllable and like all of that, right? Yeah. Like it's oh, I can put all the pieces together and I can put them all together perfectly and they fit and I'm I'm I can make it whole and all that. Like there's an interesting uh, psychology to having him just sitting around assembling models all the time, right? Yeah, great great scene that then leads to them getting enough shareholders that they can go back and dev can fire everybody. Which is what happens. Didn't see that coming. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, on, on Happy Valley, we have we have mm-hmm. the Adventures of Miles on Happy Valley. Oh, I you know what? It, it's an interesting because like we uh, we we've gotten a lot of Miles so far, but I feel like this is my favorite. Um, <laughs> following him in this episode was kind of delightful because so it gave you a better picture of who this guy is. Yeah. It's so it's so good, and I like I ro- I root for Miles. I root for Miles. Yeah, yeah, he makes some same. bad decisions, but I oh, root for Miles. so really bad decisions. Oh man, so um, he can't make the money. Uh, he gets a email from his wife that they may have to move to Idaho because he's not getting the. Obviously, he's let them know what's going on. He's not getting the bonuses. They don't have enough money. Um, so they go down to the the speakeasy. Let's drown our sorrows. Um. And and the the guy, what's his name? The, the Ilya. Ilya uh, makes a lot of money, um, and uh, and the the woman who we Sam or whatever her name is, we we, we got to check on that. Um, she says, you know, Miles has a green badge. She does HV, HVAC. He can go all over the station. And Ilya's like, hmm. Meet me tomorrow at Loading Dock B, which I yelled at the TV at this point because this is one of those things like when you go up to a bar and you order a beer. It was like, meet me tomorrow at Loading Dock B, and they nod and they part. And it's like, when? All day? <laughs> Put it to, Give me out. a time. Come on. There. Come on. Anyway, so that we learn about the system of the black market, and he makes deals, and he's got somebody back on Earth who puts them in, tucks them away, and then they unload them, and he takes them off. And he, this is there's a whole thing, and then there's like... Uh, so then, so then he starts to deliver things and get money, and he gets to deposit money because he gets a cut, and so he's he's putting money in his bank account now. Uh, we also didn't call this podcast uh, NASA ATM, but there's an ATM on Mars, so that's great. Martian. ATM. I do have to. I I do have to ask this question though, uh, because this this di- directly links in with something Ilya says. Ilya points out that he's been working for Helios for 15 years. He used to work on the moon. And he ran the operation, like the black market operation there. And the guy he handed it off to got caught and basically charged with tax evasion, which I love. But Miles is sitting there depositing all this money into his account. And you're like, someone's going to realize that you're not getting paid very much. So where did all this money money come from? from? (laughs) Yeah, I had that same thought. I I mean, maybe not. Maybe, Maybe Ilya knows that the monitoring of that stuff is so terrible. Yeah, um, that, that it doesn't matter. But yeah, I had that same thought. Is like, what? Unless you're, I mean, I guess he's sending the money home, right? Otherwise, you just hold on to the yeah. the cash. Right. Although then they would notice. See, then they would notice that the cash is not in circulation anymore. Why? Well, there's thousands of dollars yeah. not in yeah. circulation because they they don't. You know, there's only so much supply on Mars, so it's got to go back in the right. It's got to keep circulating. It goes out of the pockets sure. of the one yeah. people and into the ATM so that it can be put out again. So I don't know. I I, I had that same thought. 
Um, but anyway, so the, so money's coming in. It's a little uh, Goodfellas, a little black market uh, mm-hmm. action mm-hmm. going on here. I um, love uh, Ilya's got his schooling on, uh, you know, smile and here's what we talk about and here's how you do the business and write everything down. And yeah, I, I love that. He's It's really, it's a great bit of uh, a work there. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Miles... Miles is trying to use, he gets really into helping Ilya. So he's going to fix the still because the still is limited. It's really slow. And he's got, he's got uh, new parts he's going to put in. And it's going to be great, except he breaks it <laughs> and they need a coolant coil and there aren't any. And it's going to be, the still is going to be down and there's going to be no booze on the station for months until they can send another coolant coil up. Except Miles does a little database search and, uh, and they have, the North Koreans have one. <laughs> Which is the moment you should walk away, as both Sam and the other guy that's his pal are like, yeah, that seems too risky. Never mind. Or offer to barter with them or something. I don't know. But instead, what he does is hacks their sensors to say that there's a methane leak. Uh, and he's the refrigerator repairman in outer space here to take care of it. And uh, they gets them all to flee their secret compartment. And then he goes in with his mask on and then takes his mask off and goes, hee, 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 and then starts to disassemble their re- refrigerator in order to get the thermostat or the coolant coil or whatever it is, right? Um, and uh, I thought, as he was doing this, I'm like, dude, you got to keep the mask on because you yeah, got to keep up the charade, thought. right? Come on. what's It's not that big a deal. Just wear the mask. Keep for up the charade. What are you yeah. doing? Um, so, of course, the, the, the one of the North Koreans is there and watching him and they're not going to leave well enough alone. And they think that he's a spy who's doing it's, monitoring it's, devices. And yeah. it's not just one of the, the North Koreans. It's Lee, it our is, friend. It is Lee, who, our friend. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who is and, uh, uh, a little questioning and, and um, you know, why are you taking apart our refrigerator? Our refrigerator. <laughs> Um, have, have you been to the vending machine? Anyway, he says, show me what's in the case. And he's like, okay, the jig is up. He says, okay, here's the st- real story is I broke a th- still and you know, Ilya. And he's like, yeah, okay. I broke a still and I need this part. And it's the only one on Mars and, and, and you can have it back. I'll put it back in. And he says, no, 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 you keep, but I need you to help me. And I'm like, oh no, Miles, you're going to be a North Korean spy now. Yeah. That's no good. How deep are you in? Well, Maybe not, because instead, what we we cut to is the still is fixed. We have a new customer. It's Lee. Yay! And and Ilya's like, oh, we thank you so much. We owe you anything you need. I got it. I got Playboys. I got what like whatever. I got, I got it discs. for you. I laser got the, discs, the, the indeed. Very valuable laser discs. That's right. Um, and he says, I need you to bring me my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and my last note in, as I'm taking notes is just an exclamation point. I'm like, what? <laughs> I love it. I love it because honestly, in that moment, not only is that bananas, right? I need you to smuggle <laughs> yeah. this, but it's also like, to, I'm thinking it from Ilya's perspective. He's like, hmm, 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 human smuggling to Mars. Hmm, <laughs> challenge accepted. <laughs> right? I like, had a nothing of I thinking... can't get for you. <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna say, "I, I want you to get me off right? the station, right?" Like that's where I thought he was going. Was like, "I'm tired of being, you know, watched by my North Korean minders, and I need, I need out." Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, nope, other way around. I need How you do to you bring hide me my wife. a 
person, not even get a person up there, but once you get them up there, what do you do with them? Right. It's like you think the rest of your North Korean pals are suddenly going to be so, like, oh, there's a woman here now that we wasn't here before. So like, this, that's fine. this is the kind of ridiculous big swing that I absolutely love about For All Mankind. Like, yeah. Let's do it. Let's see how that goes. Let's see how that gets pulled. Because, I mean, the idea that North Korea sent a guy basically to, with no way back, and he sat in a in a capsule for weeks, and then eventually, amazingly, didn't die because other people came and they got him out. Like, that was the most bananas moment, I would say, of the whole show, mm-hmm. la- but last mm-hmm. season for sure. And this this moment is like a great follow on to that, which is like, really, <laughs> that's your black market request? <laughs> is I mean, we only it was just a thermostat, dude. <laughs> like, no, yeah. I want you to bring me my wife. It's not. It's, not, it's really wow. an apples and oranges wow. kind of proposition. There. I I did not see that coming. <laughs> yeah. No, me neither. That was great. I I enjoyed that entire bit, especially with Miles. The fact that he, you know he's. He he has that whole in for a penny, in for a pound thing, right? Where he's like, okay, I'm going to break the sensor and tell them there's a methane leak. And then he has to, he's like, you can feel it as he's like, he's like writes on the window at one point to be uh, like, you know, CH4 and like, yeah. it's bad. You got to get out of here. And you're like, at any point, as you watch him just get like, just digging himself deeper into this hole. Like there's the moment where it like sounds the alarm up in like the, the head, the control mission yeah. controller not mission control but like the head of the base and they're like nah there's already a tech there don't worry about it but his name is logged which is also not great yeah uh and uh you're thinking like this is such a bad idea he's like moving the fridge i'm like oh man you better put all those jars back where yeah you found right them. yeah yeah I, wow. and i i mean i did keep thinking to myself why don't you just say oh i've, I've isolated it it's you bring in your thing and you're like boop 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 oh it's coming from the refrigerator oh you've got a bad coil back here well let me take this out and uh, and we'll get Since you they don't, a replacement they don't, refrigerator or something. Like, he could do that, right. but he's like, no, everybody has to be out. You're not secretive at all, North Koreans. You're not suspicious of people being in your place all by himself, right? Oh, yeah. Miles. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it is definitely a moment of, like, I thought of a banana's plan, and yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just going to roll with it because yeah. it's the best idea I've got, and it's Guess what? not a good one. Lee Lee has a more banana's plan for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hold my hold my vod- lemon vodka. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, there is one other character that we have to talk about. It's Ed. It's our buddy. Ed. Uh, he's having trouble with his hand. He can't dock. He has the other astronaut do it for him, which is great because he gets to be in trainee mode because he shouldn't be out there anymore and he should be retired. He's like, oh, what? You, you've been training for you this. Train. Why don't you do yeah. it? And she's like, oh, it. it's great. I did it. Yay. And he's like, yay. And he's like, yeah. And here's my shaky hand. I need to. Um, and then... The astronaut, where there's definitely a little love connection happening, uh, mm. her side hurts, and Ed says, "Come to my garden." <laughs> and in the in the garden, he's uh, growing strawberries. He says, "Well, Kelly's the green thumb." Uh, there's a nice story Karen, about like I think about Karen. It's like not in a bad, not in a bad, sad way. It's more like it makes me happy because Karen liked to do gardening and stuff, and Kelly likes to do it. And so when I'm here, I feel good. And her response is, "My father was gardener for Brezhnev." <laughs> <laughs> okay i like i like ed in his 60s who has definitely mellow, mellowed oh. out especially as we see we'll see in a minute it's the pot um yeah it's the pot because <laughs> uh, you know that's where it's going immediately but also ed of all people ed straight laced you know by the book ed uh enjoy enjoy his gardening i like that he's got that this rich life for himself where he's like well you know i'm the xo so i get to I got my own little garden where I can grow uh, strawberries yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so that that is a uh 
it's a it's a sweet little moment. And then he's like, okay, behind this panel here, I have a whole other thing, and it's that's where he grows the pot. Um, they are Wayne's Wayne seeds. seeds. Love it. Oh, uh, Wayne, Miss Wayne from from Karen's friend Wayne. It's like, yeah, so Molly's husband Wayne, but yeah, okay, Wayne. Like a shout out to Wayne. Good to good to get that little reference in there. I love that. Um, and uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, for your for your back. <laughs> okay, but I like to teach her how to smoke marijuana. It's medical uh, marijuana. Yeah, that's what's going on. That's all. It's yeah. medical marijuana. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's that's and that's he, Ed, and that's for all mankind for sure. And he, that's, that's he tells he tells her uh, that he doesn't know what's up with his hands, which yeah. we saw him uh, popping some pills in season three too to deal with that. Right. Um, and it yeah does not seem like as though it's improved terribly. And of course, he's just getting older. He's just getting older. Uh, well, yeah, and this comes yeah. back to the whole thing of like what Ed is good at i would say is being that that guy to say you why don't you take it and like he's got that he's not he's not really good at the human stuff right so suck it up we're on mars that kind of thing is not his mm-hmm. his his strength but he is he has his he has his traits but at the same time some of those things he's now losing his ability his, his physical abilities and there's that hovering over is the whole like you should go home like you right. can't and, and be here forever. i think fundamentally what we know about ed is if he leaves he's not going to get to come back yeah, right, and I, by the time I, he gets home and and gets back in the cycle, he'll be too old. And probably. think about it; he's been in space for thirty years, essentially. Yeah, he knows no other life. He knows yeah. that if he goes home, all he's going to do is, you know, play golf and and, and die. Like that's it. Yeah. And so see his, grand, see his grandkid, maybe, but you know, may, sure. yeah, that's true. But like, it, it is. Yeah. So that that's an interesting not, trajectory not for, for Ed. Ed. Yeah. Like, are you going to? Are you gonna just stay out here until you die, <laughs> or are you gonna go home and see I mean, your daughter and 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 your grandchild? What what's going it, on, Ed? It, it does feel like we need to start the pool about you know, does Ed die in space by the end of the season? Because mm. it's starting to get untapped. Like I would not be. I put it this way: I will not be shocked if Ed somehow survives till next season. I. I wouldn't I, be, although I think I think he's a you know very killable character because he's so old oh yeah. and he's the last right. One and also left. he he needs a like is he, does he go out in a blaze of glory? Right. Does he like right. like that's the question? Is like what is the it's the Ed Death Pool is starting now. So like, I, I think that's right. I, I also I want to point out Kelly now is in a position where she might go back there because mm-hmm. although she's got a kid, she's also got a, a grandma, a Russian grandma. Russia, yeah, everyone should have a Russian grandma, sure. and that means she could leave, and and we'd be like, oh well, he's with grandma, and it's fine. So, learning magic tricks from Dev, and that might great. be a thing, right? Exactly, that might be a thing where um, you know, Kelly's back up there with Ed too, so that could be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I I am interested to see where that goes because I don't, uh, you know, Ed is he's leading the asteroid project, right? So that's right. still kind of in the offing, but he is, as you said, he's starting to lose kind of the his edge and. Yeah. That is making him potentially a liability too. So, yeah, I don't know what happened to that. And and then, I don't know. We're 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 three episodes in. Uh, do you think we will ever get an answer to what happened to Danny Stevens? Is, or is that is that spaceship totally sailed? Do you think? Because uh, I I feel like I need to align some point. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you know, we sent him back to Earth and he went to jail or something. Or yeah, or well, you know, we left him out here to die. I don't know. The fact that they cited him without telling us his fate. 
um, I think is interesting because that might mean they don't want to tell us his fate or it might mean they don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> or I think it means, or it could just mean like we're keeping it in the in the hopper to have a little surprise to pull yeah. out somewhere down this the line because I, I feel like there needs to be something. I, I think that I think that might be it. Like I think I think it really might be because he he was like him or not a main a main character and they basically exiled him to the North Korean capsule at the end of last season. And Is then he still the, out there farming at his little North I, Korean I, capsule? I mean, Maybe somebody I, drives him supplies right? every week or Is, two. Or? Is there like a prison out there with like some people on it? I don't Maybe. know. I mean. There needs to be a brig or something, right? One assumes, like, you know, know. you've you got a base of several and, hundred people. And honestly, at this point, you've got so many people going back and forth. And and I think I said this a couple of weeks ago, the population is obviously increasing. So yeah. probably what's happening is that the, the, the trips back, there are seats. So you can send them back. Yeah. You can send them back under More supervision. More out than going home. Yeah. And, um, and then let him deal with it there. And maybe we'll get some of that on Earth. I, I feel like this show is so diligent about this stuff. Yes. Yeah. Like saying it's Wayne's seeds and all that, but like I, I don't think they want to leave it as a completely unless again, unless they're just so embarrassed by that character that they don't want to talk about it. But I kinda I kinda don't believe it. I kinda feel like it was they 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 set him out there for a reason. They name checked him already. That leads me to believe that there will be some sort of a a reveal that will happen. Yeah, I agree. Point. I I think there will be something coming. I mean, like you said, this show doesn't squander anything, right? No. This show knows about all its plot threads, and it leaves them out there until the moment where it feels like it needs them, uh, and then it and then it just goes boop. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm happens. looking. For, I'm looking forward to it because I think there's a lot of little things like that that this that will be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's episode three. That's our, our big mm-hmm. bear hug. <laughs> Whatever the bear, bear hug, hug was. Um, I guess it's the Soviet bear. In in space, Jason, nobody hugs a bear. Yeah, <laughs> is there a secretly a bear somewhere in Happy Valley? Like like Miles is going to open a door next week, and then a bear is just going to uh, maul him. I mean, like, I wouldn't that would be a real show. shock. In Russia, bear hug yeah. you. Yeah, there's a bear in space. They're going to like have one of those things I don't where think that's like, gonna you know you'll see a little floating spacesuit, and they'll slowly turn around and behind bear. the visor. It's Russian a bear. bear is here. Yeah, maybe. All right, yeah. we'll be back next week with more for all mankind because for all mankind will be back next week. But until then, everybody stay safe. Watch out for uh, people feeding pigeons in parks who might leave you with secret messages. Um, I, I don't know. And watch out for Dev. <laughs> watch out for, always watch out for Dev. Bye, Dan. Bye, Jason. Bye, everybody. Bye.